I just watched that intro, and I don't know if it was my eyes deceiving me or whether I actually spelled opinion incorrectly. I'm going to have to go back and check that. What's up, guys? Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Danielle Moon. Have you noticed that? Have I spelled opinion incorrectly in uh, the... Uh, in the intro there? I'm generally doing other things when that happens. Now you've got me very, very nervous. Yeah. I, I, it just looked weird to me as it flashed across the screen. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Anyway, whatever. Yeah. We'll see. It's, what it's just an opinion. Yeah. Um, it's my opinion, how I spell opinion it's and, uh, creative spelling. Fuck it. Shouldn't say that. Try not to cuss. Damn it. 20 seconds in. I may as well sit here and be quiet, else uh, I'm yeah, going to Listen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to get into Crowder. Um, but I want to say hi to our friends first. Um, I want to talk about something real quick, though, before we do that, because Holly's watching. Holly Ellison, just from radio. You spelled opinion correctly. Thank you. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a prank call tonight. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But the Just For Fun Radio morning show has been uh, getting prank called recently. Now, they got pranked called uh, yeah, over, just over a year ago, and it was, uh, it was a guy I know that did it, Chris right. James. And, you know, I've, I, Chris assured, after, after that happened, and it, well, it didn't go as, as planned, Chris assured me that he will never call Just For Fun Radio again. And... Um, the, I've I've heard this new prank caller, and it's not Chris, and it's not anyone affiliated with Chris. I know this a hundred percent guaranteed. It ain't Chris. I don't know who it is, but we are gonna. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna find out who it is and let people know. Speaking of Chris, and we're gonna talk about this guy later in the show, Danielle. But he got George Santos on the phone yesterday. He hasn't released this video yet. It's dropping either tomorrow or the day after, whenever it is. Um, but I, I can't wait to see That's going to be so good. Yeah, yeah. He got George. He's not going to call Just for Fun Radio when he can get George Santos on the phone. You right. You know what I mean? And fuck no, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I did think it was him. Origin, like initially, the, the, the first prank this time. But then just the way that it went so nasty so quickly... Yeah. It didn't seem like something he would do. And I was just so disappointed because you said he wouldn't, that he had said he wouldn't call again. So I was surprised that he called. And then the way that it got just so nasty, I, I just didn't think that was what he did. Yeah, no, that's not what Chris does. I went and listened to uh, this morning's and it was just, it was, it was stupid. Right. Yeah, it was a it's shit. Gross. It was, it was a bad joke. Number one, it wasn't funny. Um, and just uh, just hyper aggressive. There's no re- when you're doing prank calls, it's meant to be fun for everyone, right? Right. Refer to the John Cena prank call. Don't know if anyone's heard that, but it's hilarious. It's supposed to be fun for everyone, and that's not fun. That that's not prank calling. But that must be what that guy's audience is into. Um, and the best way to deal with that is just hang up, right? Just hang up the phone, and um, be, if you react to it. They're going to keep calling because it's it's fodder for their show. You know what I mean? And it will get them views and it will get them clicks. You just got to you just got to ignore it and move on. Let's say hi to our friends. Um, let's have 
So I don't know if it's going to be Steve or Lucy or whomever. Let's yeah, we say got a little Steve. Lucy earlier. Steve gave us 100 golds. Um, Thanks, Steve. Let's say hi to our friends. Uh, Diamond Dave is here. What's up, Dave? Good to see you, brother. Jake Kukin is here. What's up, man? Hey, Jake. Hey, Dave. Uh, Jeff Kukin over there on uh, Facebook. What's going on, Jeff? Michelle hey, Jeff. Brown is here. What's up, Michelle? Hey, Michelle. There's the band hammer. Big Steve. What's going hey, on? Man? Good to see you. Janine is with us. Hey, Janine. Good hey, Janine. to see you. Holly's there just for fun radio. Check them out in the mornings and Hello, us in sister. the evenings. Yes. Um, let's see. Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Hey, Bill? Cameron Anderson's here. Brush fire mind. Hey, Cam. What's up, Cam? Good to see you. Um, Jessica's here. Hey, Jess. What's hey, going Jess. on? There's your mom. Hi, Hi Rita. Mama. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. I think that's everyone. If I missed you, uh, call in and yell at me. We have a phone number as well. Um, let's talk about tonight. Yeah, we do. I watched part of the BFM this morning and they were talking about this. They were talking about Crowder. Just giving them a little plug. Check them out. Brush fire mind. 7.30 a.m. Yes, ish. Normally on YouTube, not so much right now. Not so much these two weeks. They've, uh, they fell afoul of the uh, YouTube censors. I think Chris is appealing and uh, we'll see how it goes. But obviously Rumble, Twitter, Facebook, all the other platforms all you can find them All the places, except the YouTubes. They were talking about this this morning. And uh, at the time, I had not heard Jeremy Boring's response to Stephen Crowder. And I said a few things in uh, in their chat, which turned out to be rather spot accurate. On. Yeah. They were spot on. Because here's how this is going to come down. Now, I want to make it very clear up front. You know what? I'm going to keep us both on screen for this. We love Stephen Crowder. Yes. Mug Club members. Yep. And um, I've bought multiple memberships. Tons and tons of Crowder merch. But we've always known that Crowder is not independent. Right. We've known this from day one. We've known from day one that he was an employee of CRTV and then an employee of The Blaze because CRTV became The Blaze. We've known he's not independent and he's, he, he always says, you know, we're into, he had a lot more leeway than most other creators on those networks, but he's earned a degree of leeway. At least we think, and we're going to get into that. So here's what happened. He's parting ways with the blaze and now he's on the open market. Let's not forget. Steven's a young man. He's a young man with limited life experience, Danielle. Right. One of those limits is building and sustaining a business. He's built and sustained a brand, but he has not built and sustained a business. He right. doesn't, based on what I heard him say in his initial video, he doesn't understand what it takes to build that business. He actually sounded more like a union boss in his initial video than a conservative. He sounded like, a union boss making demands of their employer because he's realized that the real world is a little bit different from the world he's been living in up until now. 
So he's made the choice. He made it was his choice to leave the Blaze, right? He wasn't fired. We know that. So he made a choice. He said they have a, a parting of the minds and they're going to go their separate ways. At which point offers started to come in. One offer in particular he highlighted on his video. It was, uh, turns out, it was from the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire did their own video in response to it. I watched that this afternoon after the, the Brush Fire Minds show. And it was exactly what I said on the BFM in the comments before I'd even seen the response. I said on the Brush Fire Mind that Crowder's never built a business like this. And, and quite frankly, he's got a shock coming to him when he does. And he's going to realize why these, con- it wasn't even a contract, but he's going to realize why these contracts, why these offers are written the way they're written. There's a reason for it. Right. It is. Let's just talk about the very basics. In order to stream, you need internet. Right. Crowder has 6 million subscribers. Up until now, he hasn't had to worry about infrastructure because YouTube have taken, well, he started his career on YouTube. YouTube have always taken care of those infrastructure costs on his behalf, just like they do for every other, go on, just like they Where'd do for every other Where'd that 6 million number come from? 6 million subscribers on YouTube. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Sorry, I was thinking Mug Club. I'm sorry, We'll bad. talk about money in a minute. We'll talk about money in a second. Six million subs on YouTube. He's never had to worry about infrastructure costs there. YouTube handle that. Right. But let's say he gets a million views per video. I don't think he does, but let's say he does a million views per video. You're looking at about ten, about $10,000 right there. Just for that one, one and a half hour video, you're looking at about ten dollars to $20,000 just in bandwidth costs to stream that video, that one video. Translate that to an entire network like the Daily Wire. They're spending millions, probably about $10 million a month, just on bandwidth, just the internet, to stream their shows. Because they're not paying a monthly fee. They're paying per terabyte or per gigabyte. That's how these deals work. Crowder's never had to deal with that, and he wouldn't have had to have dealt with that with this Daily Wire deal. They were willing, They were going to cover those costs, those right. infrastructure costs. And those infrastructure costs, that's just the beginning. The cost of internet is just the beginning of those costs. Servers, storage, Back-end maintenance, back-end programming. All of those things cost millions of dollars a year. Millions and millions a year. So they offered him, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a contract. It was, uh, by the way, buy me a coffee or, or um, locals. It was a non-binding term sheet, Danielle, between the Daily Wire and Stephen Crowder. Um, a four-year term, $50 million for the initial term, plus $25 million for a two-year renewal, works out to um, uh, $12.5 million a year for Stephen Crowder. 
Out of that, he would have been responsible for um, he would have been responsible for production costs because, according to the Daily Wire, according to Jeremy Boring, they knew that Stephen was going to want to produce his own shows. Right? He's not going to come into their studios and let them. He's going to be responsible. Well, out of that twelve million, he has to produce his show. Doesn't have to provide infrastructure, doesn't have to provide the back end, doesn't have to provide marketing, doesn't have to do all that other stuff, only has to produce his show. That was just an initial an initial offer. It was open to negotiation. Stephen didn't negotiate. He's made a Stephen's issued a response this evening. I haven't seen it. Danielle has. Um, but, but uh, apparently in that response, it's not about, he said it's not about money and that's fair because in his first video, he didn't quibble at the money. Right. He said it was about control, control of, of the properties, control of the content. Well, here's the thing. When you're an employee of someone and, and maybe Steven just has, maybe, I don't know, maybe he just, maybe he's been lucky with the deals he's had with CRTV and the blaze. But when you're an employee of someone and you create something, your employer owns that property. Right. And that's exactly how it would have been with daily wire. That's exactly how it's going to be with everybody. Let's, let's talk about the, the, the upper, the highest echelon of what Crowder does. Probably the fairest comparison would be a news anchor. Let's use Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson does not own the rights to Tucker Carlson tonight. Fox News does. Tucker Carlson is paid a salary to create that show. To make that show. To to provide the content. But Fox News own the absolute rights to that, to the social medias associated with it to the YouTube channel, the, the, the Fox News YouTube channel, Fox News owns that. This is 100% normal for any industry across America. And Steven Crowder, who, by the way, sounded more like Richard Trumpka in that video. He sounded like a union goon in that video. And in the video that you didn't see as well. I will watch that after this show. But he sounded like a union goon. And he's now trying to organize. Is that what they call it? Yes. You know, and the more that you make that point, because I only watched it quickly while while I was washing dishes tonight, but he said um, things like, just promise that you'll never put clauses like that in the contract of a young creator coming up behind us. Right. And, you know, when he and, um, he's talked about on, on his show being a comedian that he would never be the guy to like pull up the ladder behind him. You know what I mean? Like do something that makes it harder for other comedians coming up behind him. Like, but that's exactly what he's doing. His, so here's his response to it. His, his response was, either this stops or I stop. That's an ultimatum. Quite frankly, that's an ultimatum. 
he's putting himself in a really bad position here. I love Crowder, Mm -hmm. but I think he's drastically wrong here. He's, first of all, he's shown that he cannot negotiate in good faith. He can't. Doing this, he got this offer months ago, and we know Crowder's been out of sorts. We've heard him talk about it, right? right? He hasn't been happy. Life isn't all daisies and rainbows. Right. It just isn't. And I think he made this decision to leave the blaze and probably hadn't done his due diligence and thought it was going to be easy to roll into another platform and that he would get exactly what he wanted because he's Steven Crowder. So let's talk about that real quick. What what is Crowder worth? I said on the BFN this morning, I think he's worth a hundred million over I said either three or four years. A hundred million dollars. Well, it turns out that's exactly what the Daily Wire initially presented. I know it's fifty million dollars, but you have to take into account the back end. You've got to consider infrastructure, marketing. All of that stuff is going to be at least equal to the value of the show. So let's let's put a price on him of $100 million. I don't know that that's what he's worth. I'm guessing. The problem is he doesn't know right. that that's what he's worth because he's always been an employee. He doesn't know how many subscribers he has on Mug club. Mug club. He has no idea. So let's just use an analogy. Shark Tank. Everyone's seen that show, right? Let's say you're you're a creator and you go on Shark Tank and you valued yourself at a hundred million dollars. But you have no data. You have no subscriber numbers, you have no advertiser numbers, you have no viewer numbers, you have no retention numbers, you have no data but you're valuing yourself at $100 million. You would be lucky if you secured a deal. And if you did secure a deal, it would be at a fraction of that $100 million. I think he's remarkably lucky to get the offer from the Daily Wire that he actually got, considering he can't bring any data to the table. But we can make some assumptions. I, I know from YouTube, from ad revenue, and I know Crater is not monetized, but this is just going to be, this is going to be a hypothetical because all we can deal with here is hypotheticals when it comes to numbers. Right. I, know, I happen to know the, uh, uh, the, the folks that run a channel that have about 1.3, 1.4 million subscribers. And I know what their revenue is for Facebook ads. Now, they also have memberships and they have other stuff, and we're, I'm not digging into that just yet. Just talking about um, AdSense revenue on YouTube. Anywhere from eighty dollars to $100,000 a month with a million, million two subscribers. He has six million, so let's multiply that by six and say he has the potential to make $600,000 a month on YouTube, just in AdSense revenue. That's um, 
six point sub seven point two million dollars a year in AdSense revenue. I don't know how many mug club members there are. Neither does Crowder, and that's a big problem. Right. Um. But I, th- I, I, I'm not going to even attempt to put a number on it. And without that number, it's awful difficult for somebody to make you a, a an offer that makes sense because they've got to mitigate risk, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, as he as he said, he wasn't quibbling about the money, and maybe that's the case. Maybe he's he, it was just about ownership of content. But the fact is, if I'm paying you to create content, that content belongs to me. No if ands or buts. We can try to negotiate something, maybe a revenue share when your contract is over. You know, when your contract is over, if you decide to leave, we'll negotiate some kind of revenue share on your back catalog on on the content that we produced. But I own that content. Simple as that. That's just the real that's just life. That's the reality of being a stakeholder. Right. That's the reality of being the money man and putting it up front. Crowder laid down a couple of ultimatums, either this stops or I stop. And then he said, at the, towards the end of his video, he said, you know what, Mug Club, Mug Club's coming for, coming for your talent, and it's coming for your viewers. This is something, this is something the right has been able to stay away from, eating their own. Right. Eating your own has been the bastion of the left up until now. Crowder, I was, I'm really disappointed with the way he's done this. Going out there like a union thug, making these threats, making these ultimatums, only to turn around and harvest emails. This is a, this is a marketing ploy to the, him you know at what, the end of the day. Al, that's exactly what I thought. I don't even think I made it all the way through. You, and you know how I love Steven Crowder. Yep. Now, granted... You know, it was a lot Dave Landau that I loved on Stephen Crowder show, but I love Stephen Crowder. And when I saw that he, I mean, I was elated when I saw that he had posted a video. And then when he started talking, I was like, the f- yeah. what, what? And I don't even think I made it through it yeah. because that's exactly what I thought it was, was a, a grab for emails. But it, it occurred to me listening to him and then listening to Jeremy Boring and then listening to Crowder again, that Crowder is like, it seemed to me that he's sort of creating this esoteric kind of argument, right, about how we need to get away from these um, platforms that that stifle our content and that stifle us as conservatives. And we need to, you know, to, to create a new standard. And that he sounds like a teenager. He sounds like a kid that doesn't have to pay the bills. Right, exactly. And he's he's young, man. He's young, he's inexperienced, he's naive when it comes to business. You hit the nail on the head with a hammer when you said he's not monetized on YouTube. Right. It doesn't matter what he fucking thinks about YouTube money, he doesn't get any of it. So it's easy to talk about how tainted the gold is when you ain't getting the gold. Well, he's also had every he's got every opportunity to get off of YouTube. Right. Yes. Every, and he is he'll on sit YouTube there and, he'll, and he'll, he bends to YouTube. Yes, exactly. And now he'll say I don't bend to YouTube, but you you do. This is why you have Mug Club. This is why you have Piss Off YouTube. Right. Because there are things that he cannot say 
and will not say on YouTube. He is absolutely bending and and compromising his content for YouTube. And he has absolutely said during the show, during his live show, don't say that we're not behind the paywall yet. Right. That's so, bending yeah, to YouTube. What and, do you think he's saying right, that about? Right. This this whole thing is a it's I, I said maybe it's I said on the show on BFM this morning, maybe it's just for clicks. This is this is a marketing ploy for Stephen. He wants to create. He wants to collect these emails, right? First of all, there was um, uh, Mug Club Forever, I believe yep. it is. Now it's um, StopBigCon.com, and he said he wants to be able to take all those emails and walk into the offices of these these bit suits, these big conservative suits, and tell them, "Look, this is this. These are the people that are pissed. These are the people that want to change." I'm not signing that. I'm not signing that. I'm not a union thug. Right. I don't, I would not negotiate this way. It's, it's be, it, it goes well beyond my principles as a conservative to do what Steven Crowder is currently doing. And I love Crowder and I'm ashamed at what he's doing right now. It's, 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 it's strong arming and it's despicable. And remember, you you mentioned we mentioned it before. Not only does he not have access to his numbers from Mug Club, he doesn't have the email list. He told us that himself. Right, which is he's why he's scrambling to create it now, begging us. And yeah. like you said, the, but 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 you know, to sort of put a point on that, it's because he doesn't have his own, access to his own email list. And I wonder if that's part of why he's so gun shy about this whole thing, is because. I don't know that he's being gun shy. I mean, he's trying to he tr- he's trying to tear it down right about now. allowing other people to have control of his stuff anymore. Uh, because when he turned to walk away from from um, whatchamacallit, I want to say Daily Wire, but that's right. wrong. The Blaze, thank you. With Mug Club, he didn't have he left without Mug Club. Yeah. So and now mug club members who have paid are left in the lurch. Now yeah. he says he says that he'll he's it's his intention to take care of them. But what are his options now? Let me ask you this. If you owned a big network, if you had invested in the infrastructure like InfoWars or or Daily Wire or Blaze, would you hire Crowder after this? He just showed, he just proved that he cannot negotiate in good faith. Right. So what happens, let's, let's say you take a chance. Let's say you risk it on Crowder. What happens come contract renewal time? What happens then? Right. I love the guy, but I wouldn't risk it right now. So I think his only option is going to be his own network. So now if you're a, if you're a creator... He said you can uh, you can send an email to creators at uh, louderwithcrowder.com. But if his vision is to not have those contracts and you're a creator that wants to get in on this, number one, make sure you're in your 20s. They're not going, they're not, he doesn't want people like us to, right. make, you're going to need 250 to 400,000 subscribers and you're going to need to be in your 20s is what it is. He made that clear in his video. He wants to build a young roster. He wants young guys, young guys, young girls. But be prepared to come out of pocket an awful lot of money to fund Steven Crowder's network because that what that's what this is going to have to be for yeah, him to you do will, this. 
you're going to bring your creation to his network. You're which, going to finance his network. Yeah, he'll get you exposure. He'll he'll spread your audience, but yeah. you're going to have to come fully funded and fully created. Yeah, you're going to have to unless, finance his network. Because unless he's going to own your content and be able to sell it, he can't pay for it. You mm -hmm. can't. I mean, that's just that's just how that's it just works. business. That's just yeah. the reality. His startup costs, his startup costs alone are going to be 20, 30 million dollars at least to get this off the ground for hosting, for bandwidth, for servers, for everything, for staffing. Right. 20, 30 million dollars at least. And that money is going to have to come from the pool of creators that he wants to bring in. I'll tell you who he's talking to. He's talking to uh, Jeremy at the quartering. Right. He's talking to folks like that is who he's talking to. And he, he said, he said in his video to the daily wire where mug club is coming for you. Does he even own the rights to the, the name mug club even? But he said the mug club is coming for your talent and it's coming for your viewers. And I'm not opposed to a bit of competition, not opposed to that at all. All of it's competitive. We're all, all of us compete for views. All of us right. compete for clicks. All of us compete for coffees. I mean, they compete for coffees in solid gold mugs and we, we compete for, for, yeah. you know, uh, uh, one in a paper cup. We're fine with that, but we're all competing for the same viewer. We're all competing for the same audience. And I think Stephen has shown remarkably bad faith doing it the way he has. And I, I think he will correct himself. I think, this is a, I think this is a young man having a realization that, oh, shit, I done goofed. And now he's doing what he thinks he needs to do to build up his mailing list, to build up his, his base effectively. Right. And that he can then use that base. He will then have some data that he can take to another network or take to an investor and say, look, here's some data. It's not going to be money. It's not going to be advertising data. It's not going to be subscriber data, but it's going to be something. Go ahead. You are. You look I like you're going to disagree. This just occurred to me. I just have a really dumb question. So my, and I assume everybody here who's a mug club member, my email has been getting blown up. I think I commented to you about how my email is getting blown up with sales on like mug club merch and shit. Is that even Crowder? It occurred to me know. when you said, does he own mug club? Like, they're cause I was like, they're probably it's, that's probably the blaze just to sell. blowing out, blowing out merch. Yeah. Get, selling off what they have. They're not going to uh, want to sit on a bunch of stock. Sorry. That just made me a little bit nauseous. I mean, it, listen, it, I know it's just business. I know, I know. Yeah. And I know it's just, the, yeah. I know that just, ugh. and if, listen, if you want to be, if you want to be affiliated with one of these networks, those are the terms and you take it or you leave it. Steven, rightfully has left it right the problem is he's burned all of his bridges and i don't think anyone right now would be willing to risk money on steven crowder and that's a shame which means he's gonna have to build it for himself and i don't know 
I don't know that he can. Maybe he can partner with the right people. And maybe they'll be able to pull it off and, and get something off the ground and get it up and running. But he's making the mistake of thinking with um, Mug Club Forever, for example, mm-hmm. he made the mistake of thinking that the 300,000 people that put in their email, he made the mistake of thinking that that can be converted into subscribers. And it can't. Right. Maybe, maybe 5 to 10% of those would actually convert into paying subscribers. Well, and how many of those are already paid subscribers that, and how many of them were already at uh, exactly at blaze? I'm going to say five to 10% of the people that sign and of this stop big con, you might get 10 million people submit their email. You'll be lucky if you'll be lucky if a hundred or 200,000 of those convert into paying, paying subscribers. That's just the reality of it. Look at look at subscriber numbers on YouTube. Look at your look at your viewer numbers. What percentage uh, subscribing to a channel is free? Right. What percentage of your viewers are actually subscribed? When we were on YouTube and and we had 600 something subs, about 90% of our viewers weren't even subscribed to the yes, channel. Yes, same. They yeah. couldn't even be bothered to click the subscribe button. Yeah, and I'll have... Those people will never give you money. Videos where I have more views than I have subscribers, and like 7% of the views are from subscribers. Right. Let's let somebody send a chat so it kicks in, because I know people people in the chat probably have a, a fair bit to say about this. Um, we won the appeal. What appeal? Oh, the... um. YouTube. Um, that's oh, fresh good. our mind. Good. You want me yeah, to... Chris, there we Chris go. asked me a couple of things, a um, couple of data points uh, that I used when I got our channel reinstated, and I'm wondering if any of that helped. Um, let's see. Legion, conservatives failed to conserve, so the younger generation of right-wingers wants the wheel now. This is an inv- inevitable. Um, it is inevitable. Obviously, the next generation is going to want to pick up, right? In in Crowder's case, I think he wasted... Being in the... There's something to be said about working with a production company and learning the business aspect of all right. this. And I know he didn't want to, and, and listen, his content is fantastic. The production value is amazing, but he missed out on a wonderful learning experience and a business experience by doing it the way he's done it. And this, the younger generation is always going to want to, damn it. I keep pressing. They're, they're always going to want to, um, take over. It's inevitable, right? I think that's what Legion is, is getting at. Um, and, and Crowder is Crowder's one of those people that was a rightful heir. He should be one of the leaders of the conservative movement. He is one of the leaders of the conservative movement. And quite frankly, he should be head of a large network. I just don't know that he could pull it off at this point. And I don't know that investors now would be willing to risk it. This was remarkably damaging for Steven Crowder. Um, 
Well, and I think the point you were making before is you don't start off just being the head of a large network. You have to at mm -hmm. least see how it works. Right. And he's always worked for a large network. Exactly. But he's the, the, the key there is he's always distanced himself right. from them. He's never used their studios. He's never right. used their production crews. He's never seen their side of the business and how the business is run. And being in the offices with the back end staff and dealing with the IT guys and listening to all the problems that come up and learning the costs associated with running that show. We haven't either, right? We're, we, our, our infrastructure is provided by other people. Right. All we need is a camera, a microphone, and an internet connection. Everything else is handled by Rumble, Facebook. YouTube, etc. But I do know, here's the thing, I do know the costs that go into running these things. I know what it costs to run a radio station. I know what it costs to run a TV station. Right. You can extrapolate from that what it costs to do a production like this. And um, it's a shame. It's a crying shame that it went down the way it did. Again, to me, he just came across as a, a union thug now trying to mobilize the labor force to, um, to strong arm the, uh, to strong arm the owners into giving him his demands into submitting for his demands. And the, the reality is if he wants to own his content, he's going to have to produce and distribute his own content. Simple as that. It's just the reality. Go ask Dan Rather. Go ask Tucker Carlson. Right. You know, go ask Will McAvoy. That's a fic that's a fictional journalist. Yeah, it is. Go ask those guys who owns their content. And they're happy to do it because they get paid probably less than Daily Wire offered Stephen Crowder. I don't know what Tucker makes, but let's say $10 million a year. I don't know. Maybe it's more than that. But I wouldn't have thought so. I'm going to say Tucker's around $10 million a year. That's less money than the Daily Wire offered Stephen Crowder. Can't he make a partnership with Rumble? Can Rumble offer him what he needs? Um, I mean, I, I imagine he could just the way... The same way that uh, Joe Rogan made a partnership with Spotify. Right. But let, let's not forget that Spotify own Joe Rogan's what? content. Spotify right. have ultimate discretion over what gets published, what gets taken down. And uh, they now own Joe Rogan as a brand. And the same thing would have to be true for Rumble and anyone they partner with. Because Rumble have to make money off the content. The Daily Wire, you know, their offer their offer was, I think, remarkably fair. Knowing what their back-end costs are, I think their offer was extremely fair. And I don't know that Crowder even disagrees with that. Like he said, he's not quibbling about the money. He didn't mention right. the money. I think it was extremely fair, including the rights to distribution. And it was just an opening. And there's always an opportunity for revenue sharing after the fact. And I don't, so he made a big deal about if you get knocked off of, and it was some percentage of 
your distribution points, then your pay gets docked. Mm -hmm. And that made sense to me. Which, well, it does. If you don't, if you don't show up to work, you don't get paid for work. Right. Or if you do something and your shit gets pulled from the stores where it's getting sold, so we can't sell your shit, then mm -hmm. we're not going to pay you as much money for it. Right. And you know, that's something that we talked about when we talked about advertisers. Oh yeah. That was, you know, that was one of our concerns was, well, what about, you know, if we say that we're going to have X number of shows on these platforms and that's what the advertisers are paying for. And it turns out that we have X number of shows on these platforms minus one, then what do we do? Yeah. Legion. Legion says, uh, I'm ready to join Crowder's new Knights of internet labor movement. Solidarity. Listen, I, I will, wherever Steven goes, I will be a supporter, right? I'll be, I will be a subscriber wherever he goes. I'm, I'm not just, I, I don't like the way this went down. I don't. My conservative principles rile against things like this. And it's, it's at, at its very core, it's a marketing push. Go on. I think it's kind of okay. Like the Daily Wire said, we want this. And Crowder said no and stomped his feet. And they said, okay. But you taking that public the way he has. Oh, that's, yeah. No, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, negotiate. He's, yeah. He's if, being if a 16 year old yeah, girl. If you negotiate in good faith and you're not happy with the outcome, then walk away. Right. And that's what he did. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If it's not right for him, then walk away. But uh, airing your dirty, dirty laundry like that in public without an understand, well, in my opinion, without a complete understanding of why these contracts are written the way they're written and then going on and being disingenuous about it and saying, you know, uh, they're going to take a hundred grand for this, 200 grand for this, a million dollars for this. What he didn't tell you is the million dollar pen penalty for, for failure to produce yearly content is in lieu of a $2.5 million additional payment to make the content. Right. If he makes the yearly content, he gets an extra two and a half million dollars. Well, and he had a big squab about if he didn't produce his daily shows that he got docked. Well, there's also a part in the in the non-binding agreement that said, if it's a long term, if it's like a disability thing, then it just gets prorated. So right. it's not, cause it was like $10,000 or something if you just don't do your job. But right. if you're actually sick and you don't have time to make up that show, cause that's what Jeremy Boring was saying was you're off a lot of days. Yeah. Like if you miss a Wednesday record on a Friday and Bob's your uncle, yeah. but, and, and again, while Crowder said he didn't, he didn't say that it wasn't enough money. He certainly made a point of, of pointing out the, the punitive damages yeah. that come he, with failure to live up to your end to, of the contract. Quibbled about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you, you and Again, the way that sounded, he presented he it wasn't like true. Leftist, Just man. like you said, he was disingenuous. disingenuous. The way that he presented it was untrue. Yeah. He, 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 he just sounded like a fucking, he swear to God, he sounded like a union mob boss. Yeah. He sounded like um, somebody that thinks they should make $15 working at McDonald's. Yeah. Listen, I'll support him wherever he lands because I think he's fantastic and I love his content. I think he handled this remarkably well. And I think he's made it remarkably different, difficult for him to land anywhere 
quite frankly. And maybe this will be the kick in the pants he needs to get his own network off the ground. And, you know, if you're applying to Crowder, creators at louderwithcrowder.com, if you're applying to that, maybe walk into it with your eyes open and understand it's going to cost you a lot of money to get that off the ground with him because that's going to have to be built as a partnership. And um, that's fair play. If you have the subscriber base, if you know that you can bring in revenue, maybe that will be a good deal for you. If you know you're able to bring right. in revenue and sustain your production costs sus- to sustain the, the infrastructure, maybe that's a good deal for you. Maybe that's something to look into. And, and maybe it will help people get their dependence off of YouTube. Maybe. But creators have every opportunity to leave YouTube. And he right. stays yeah. there. And he's still on YouTube. And, yes. And he compromises his content for that purpose. So whatever. It is what it is. It's a shame. Becky's here. Hey, hey Becky. What's going on, Bex? Good to see you. BW84, how you doing? What's going on, B-Dub? B-Dub? Um, yeah, whatever. I love, I still love, I love Steven Crowder. Win some, or lose some. That, that's, yeah, I mean that's that's uh that's a great analogy for this negotiation. Win some, or lose some. Yep, that is a great analogy for this great analogy for all of this. Um, all right, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about this guy, George let's Santos. Yes. Uh, the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. Unbelievable! This guy. Not only is he, uh, there are laws, literally laws, being written. Or back there around this guy right yes. now, Danielle. Yeah. Um, one got introduced in Congress, one in New York. They're they're probably being written all over the country. Laws in direct response to this guy lying his way into office. Like every other politician before him, by the way. We went through some of those examples when we first uh, when we first covered this guy. We talked about Hillary Clinton's lies. We talked about Joe Biden's lies. Um, we whatever, we gave a bunch of examples of politicians lying their way into office. I mean, obviously the most glaring example is Joe Biden. I don't know, not that he said much on the campaign trail because he was in his basement. Right, the, the lid was on at it. 924 every morning. But when he did come out of his uh, basement or, or went online, pretty much every word out of his mouth was a blatant lie about his civil rights background or how he's blacker than most black folks or, you know, something along those lines because Joe Biden is a piece of trash. George Santos, though, Absolutely amazing. And remember, Chris James just got him on the phone yesterday. That'll be coming out shortly. I'll share links to that content when it's released because I think it's going to be a doozy. Um, He's now coming under scrutiny for campaign uh, campaign finance violations, Danielle, uh, including travel expenses and rent payments. Now, here's the thing. You You can pay rent for, say, staffers, out of your campaign finance coffers. What you cannot do is pay your own personal rent. And according to this report, he was paying rent on, uh, he was paying rent on a, um, let's read this. Over the course of four months during 2022, Santos's campaign paid nearly $11,000 to a company named Cleaner123, and listed expenditures as apartment rental 
for staff. However, one neighbor said that Santos himself was living at the home during that time period with two others, telling the outlet they had seen the congressman-elect and his husband frequently coming and going, pardon me, coming and going from the residence. If found to be true, Santos could be guilty of violating finance rules that prohibit candidates for using campaign funds for personal expenses. George Santos responded to this saying, obviously that wasn't me, that wasn't my husband, I'm not gay. In fact, I'm, uh, I was uh, in Brooklyn at the time and... Um, and my mom's still dead. And, and prove me wrong. Is what he said. No, he didn't. But he's obviously he's going to lie about this every step of the way. It's what this guy does. It's his M.O. Um, Payments to Cleaner 123 were just a handful of several unusual payments Santos made throughout his campaign, according to the New York Times. For example, Santos reportedly spent $40,000 on air travel, an amount much higher than what's considered normal for a congressional candidate introducing himself to local voters. $40,000 in air travel expenses when he's running in a particular district in New York, Daniel. Oh my God. Additionally, there were more than 800 expenses on the campaign listed as costing $199.99 putting it exactly one cent below the threshold that federal law requires candidates to provide receipts. This is a shady, this is a shady character right here, Danielle. I'm not going to put any odds on how long this guy remains in Congress because, listen, the, the rest of them are as corrupt as him. And if you want to know how corrupt, watch this bill. See how many of them actually vote for it. Right. See how many of them vote for it because they know they're all guilty of lying. They're all guilty of campaign finance irregularities. Shenanigans. Let's put it that way. And they're not going to want to open the door or open the barn door and let the horse bolt on this one because they all come under a greater level of scrutiny if they're a, if if this passes and that's exactly what they don't want to happen um george santos man alec baldwin right alec baldwin charged with involuntary involuntary manslaughter in the death of helena hutchins also charged you remember back what was this two years ago yeah year and a half two years ago you remember back we talked about this hannah gutierrez reed who was the armorer armorer. on the film and we talked about her lack of experience and um the fact that she she should never have stepped foot on the set as an armorer, maybe as an assistant armorer, but never as the armorer. She's also been charged. Oh. uh, Alec Baldwin was charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Hannah Gutierrez-Reed charged with uh, two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Two counts. Let's talk about this. New Mexico. This This is an odd one. 
in New Mexico, involuntary manslaughter carries a, a mandatory minimum of 18 months if you prove simple negligence, right? They've added, and it appears to be an addition, they've added a second tier to this, Danielle, and they've said if a jury finds more than just simple negligence, it will carry a mandatory minimum of five years. A mandatory five-year sentence if the jury finds more than just simple negligence. Well, here's my question. If you find more than just simple negligence, doesn't that move into the realm of homicide? Exactly, yes. It's no longer involuntary manslaughter. Right. It seems like... and. I don't know where the, I, I don't even, really I was watching long, I was watching long crime and they had a, uh, they had a, an expert on in, uh, I guess in New Mexico law or whatever. And I'm not a lawyer and we know how lawyers talk, but the gist I got from it was that th- this doesn't actually exist in New Mexico law and it can't because if it does cross the line from just simple negligence into, say, criminal negligence, right? you're no longer in the manslaughter realm. You're into involuntary homicide, second, third, second and third degree murder. But this guy said uh, he doesn't believe it will even get to trial. They haven't had a preliminary hearing yet where a judge will decide whether there's enough evidence to even send it to trial. This guy said it will probably want to be one of the hardest fought preliminary hearings we've ever seen in New Mexico. And I imagine it will be probably. yeah. And that he thinks it will just get thrown out, and they actually won't go anywhere, but we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Can't talk about too much more because, uh, not much more to say. Yeah. George Santos is the George Zimmerman of representatives. He exists to make you seethe. (laughs) I hope, listen, I hope that Santos remains in Congress because I think he's just going to be a a gem. He will give us content content. the entire time. Yeah. Well, we had another story on him that got booted for this story. We didn't get to it in time and this one took its place. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Yes. He's absolutely amazing. He's a font of content. And every single one of these pricks lied to get into office. Yeah. Simple as that. And they lie to stay. Look at Adam Schiff. You talk talk about a serial liar. Right. Look at this guy. We talked about the... um, we talked about the Patrice Colors cousin, Keenan Anderson. Talked about that shooting on Monday. And the fact that Adam Schiff is out there sharing a 20-second clip from the video. And of, with effectively calling it murder. Murder. Adam Schiff. What, I'm not going to say anything because then, you know, I'll have feds knocking at my door. Dude. Remem- Stop dragging Santos. <laughs> remember when 
Cory Booker T. Washington and Kamala Harris were trying to get the anti-lynching bill through, and they kept using um, Jesse Smollier as an example, even when we already knew that the case was falling apart. Yeah. That there was, had, ugh, that nothing happened to him. Yeah. And like that was their example that, you know, black men are still being lynched today and that we needed anti-lynching legislation, even though lynching, like everything about lynching is already against the law. Yes. Yeah. They fucking lie. We know this. Sorry. I keep literally against the law. Yes. Um, that's what makes it lynching. That it's an illegal act. I think we talked about this on the local show Saturday. I pressed the wrong button. Why wouldn't I? (laughs) We talked about this on the local show Saturday, the um, ATF's pistol brace ban that's uh, that's been been signed into uh, or been uh, added to the registry, the register. I think we'll talk about that a bit on Monday, Danielle. Okay. For the for the rest of the audience, because it's important, because it it's about to inadvertently make felons out of. They estimate there are forty million gun owners in America that own a braced firearm of one kind or another. But if you miss the conversation, you can head over. If you want, if you choose, if you're watching on rumble, there's a big red join button above your heads. And that will take you to our locals page where you can, uh, you can be become a free member or you can become a show supporter. That's up to you. Um, but I, I do recommend being a free member at locals. Uh, sometimes you get the uh, Saturday morning show anyway because I yes, forget to pr- forget I, to I forget the to press the members only button. So uh, it it's it's being a it's it's probably worth being a uh, supporter. Or you can head to buy us a coffee, buymeacoffee.com forward slash TPS Report Live and support the show that way because we don't make Crowder money here. We do not make Crowder money. Here. We do not make Crowder money here. Um, but yeah, I think we'll talk about that Monday. That's important. That I is imagine I imagine a lot of people that watch our show are in fact gun owners, and some of those guys, guys and girls, guys and gals, guns aren't exclusive to blokes. Obviously, um, some of those folks may have uh, braced firearms. So we're going to talk about that regulation, what it means, what our options are, and um, whether whether it's a sit back and wait scenario for the courts. Talk about that on Monday. Yeah, Tune definitely. in for that. All right, we're out of time. Y'all, we love you. We appreciate you. No supporter show this Saturday, so we will see you back here on Monday. Thanks, Bye, guys. Friends. Love you. Bye.